Do you want to make a Star Wars movie? That seems like a straightforward question, right? Of course. But it's been a hard few years for Lucasfilm and directors. Kicked out, booted, created differences, and so many announced projects that have either been canceled or shelved entirely. But we do have some good news on a project we thought was dead. May the force. Force the force. 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 Force the force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Each week we dive deep into two topics from the galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and as always, I'm joined by Sydney Laurel. How are you doing? Hey! In today's episode, we're talking about Rogue Squadron back in action, after all, as well as deeper details on Jedi Survivor. So, let's jump right in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Every time we talk about a Star Wars movie, it's like, okay, we're back. No, it's canceled. Oh, we're back. Oh, it's delayed. Oh, it's canceled. Now it's back. So we have another story about this. And this all starts with DC. Yes, DC. James Gunn has taken over DC and is cleaning the slate on everything. Henry Cavill announced that he's back as Superman. Henry Cavill announced that he's no longer Superman. Wonder Woman 3 was in pre-production. Wonder Woman 3 is no longer in pre-production and has been officially canceled, as well as Black Adam 2 and all of these other things. But because of that, We've had a cleaning of the slate, which means Patty Jenkins is back oh. for Rogue Squadron and had this huge write-up yeah. online about it and officially said, yes, it's sad news around Wonder Woman 3, but now we've gone. It was originally reported that, yes, they were going to work on it. Then Patty Jenkins had to actually step out of the contract, but they went and renegotiated that, yes, we'll still do it, but it's going to be when I get done with Wonder Woman 3. But no longer Wonder Woman 3, so now it is back in pre-production. They, She said that she had like a lengthy pre-production and preparation period for it. So there was a lot of stuff that they already did. It was just schedules around filming that they were having struggles with. So now they've gone back to it. They're re-looking at it and they're trying to see what direction they want to go with it. But it is now officially back in pre-production and is probably going to be the closest one to filming, I would assume. Depending on how like the Taika Waititi, the Sean Levy or the Damon Lindelof one. There's a lot announced, but as we've seen before, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, who knows is this that? actually going to be the real thing now like maybe james gunn's like hey we wanted you back for wonder woman zero again right like we're, re- we're cleaning the slate but we also really enjoyed what you did with those ones because i think most people regard wonder woman as like the best of the dc universe especially the dceu because mm. the batman is it's completely different thing like it's a separate universe and everything but they have like the whole ben affleck batman and henry cavill superman and wonder woman like all the people come together in this justice league world but he's cleaning the slate like they're nuking the entire universe is now just dcu instead of the dc extended universe or whatever ah. so that's that's why patty jenkins is no longer on the dc stuff Friend of the podcast we had on last episode, Eckhart Slatter had a really good video just kind of talking about it. And the the big thing that he mentioned was the around the directors. Because Lucasfilm, they, they do a good job of selecting good directors. Objectively, Patty Jenkins is a good director from what she did on Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Wonder Woman 84, but that's very mixed. And I would assume most of that's due to the studio stuff. Like if there are many issues, I think a lot of it's due to that. If we look at Ryan Johnson, incredible director, 
but he has rightfully so prioritized other projects. They originally announced he was going to do a whole trilogy of Star Wars movies, and that was after The the Last Jedi came out, Uh or before The Last Jedi came out, one of the two. So he has on his slate something that he wants to do in the Star Wars universe, but has prioritized something uh, i mean i think it's a good decision but he's prioritized the knives out series Mm. where he wants to do like a whole knives out universe and have like seven different movies in the series probably the soonest that he'd be able to do anything would probably be like 2030 maybe like it'd probably be around that time period like maybe six to ten years yeah it's interesting that we're getting these kinds of directors not because they're bad it's just that we've never seen a so many directors like just so many different different directors in star wars and just not star wars people you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe that's like i think that's a really good point silly to say because like obviously the star wars person Mm -hmm. is george lucas like that's the guy you know but they aren't specifically they aren't choosing like Mm -hmm. someone who's actively saying yes i want to direct a star wars project except i think taika watidia said he wanted to do it before Hmm. he got on the the Mandalorian Mm. but most of the point it's like J.J. Abrams was doing the Star Trek stuff and they're like hey J.J. come over here we'd love for you to do this experience in space yeah Uh (laughs) you want to make Star Trek but Star Wars you want to make a J.J. Abrams movie but Star Wars like they they approach all these different directors just because they like them and not the people that like actively want to make a Star Wars movie which is very I think it's an interesting choice Mm -hmm. but because of that all of these directors already have things that they're doing mm. and it wouldn't be a big budget thing. With the Knives Out stuff, Ryan Johnson has free creative control. Mm. Like he can make those movies whatever they want to because the first one was so successful True. and he has a vision for where he wants to go with the future. And like that's that's his baby. Like the movies that he's made has been like Looper and a few others where it's just his story that he's right. been making. Patty Jenkins I think is one of the exceptions to that rule where she did I think some smaller indie stuff and then did the Wonder Woman stuff. And that was a big franchise thing. But prioritized the thing that got her into the door in the big budget filming over Star Wars. But they've been consistently saying, yeah, we're going to give you a Star Wars movie, but it's to these people that consistently prioritize everything but Star Wars first, Mm -hmm. which is why there hasn't been a movie in three years. And I can't blame them. I mean, Mm -hmm. clearly, especially with something like Star Wars, it's like that is going to be not very freedom. Like, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're not going to have that kind of creative flow and freedom with like your own story, obviously. I can't blame them for not prioritizing Star Wars. I don't blame any of the directors for making the decision that's better for their career. Mm -hmm. Except for Patty Jenkins. I think she she put her eggs all in one basket. Sure. uh, With the DC stuff, even though, I mean, there was... It it happened so quickly. It went from, we're going to announce all these projects in the DCEU to James Gunn taking over, and within, like, six months, he's nuked everything. Yeah, So a lot. When you look at, like... Okay, Star Wars, yes, it has its problems, but it didn't just nuke its universe after nuking its universe after nuking its universe. Like, they've consistently done something like that. So when you make the decision to put your eggs into the DC basket, obviously that's going to be tumultuous. But I think on the same front, like, if you say, yeah, I'm going to make a Star Wars thing, as we've seen consistently, if you have any creative differences, you're may you probably won't survive that project. Like uh, Miller and Lord, they they left and did other things because of uh, they had creative differences. They have uh, you have all of these like consistent 
stories around these creative differences and ultimately coming out either not the vision of the creator would you have something like obi-wan kenobi or they just need to fill time because pedro pascal is so busy so they make book of boba fett because it's a mandalorian like story so there's all of these different things that they're considering as a studio but i don't think they're making the right decisions when it comes to choice of director so you think that they need to like choose directors that are have a very open schedule <laughs> i think i think getting finding indie developer i'm not indie developers but finding indie directors that have talent that have skill that maybe even have experience with big budgets whether that be an assistant director someone that who's worked on these teams but i think that the main priority that they need to be looking at is do they want to make a star wars thing more than they want to make anything else that's good because if you look at something like john favreau he approached lucasfilm and said i have an idea around a star wars project they didn't go luke as far as i'm aware and the stories that i've heard is lucasfilm didn't say hey john favreau uh you want to create the new marvel like right the yeah. new mandalorian cinematic universe no it was a project where john john favreau had an idea he approached lucasfilm dave filoni and him got together to collaborate on this idea and they ended up making the Mandalorian. Mm. So you're saying Same that- with Tony Gilroy. I think he was like, oh, this would be a fun project. And I think he had an idea for a Star Wars project. That may be wrong. That's just something that I could see happening. The the good Star Wars that we've gotten has not been because Lucasfilm made a decision. It's a creative person approached Lucasfilm with an idea. Right. It's fascinating that Disney as a studio would be going out to get these name, like mm-hmm. big name people, when they should just be sitting back on their laurels and letting people come to them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, why don't you just choose this best story? Because clearly, there's got to be people out there that want to make stories oh, about yeah. Star Wars in the Star Wars universe. Why don't you just let them do all the work and come to you? Mm-hmm strange tactic i understand why they're doing it because they're disney and And heck yeah you want the name Mm -hmm. that's exactly it they have that idea of if we have this director this director's audience is going to go with them right but that didn't happen when you look at something like the last jedi i think more people found out about ryan johnson from the last jedi than people came from his movies to star wars Mm. i think the only option when you look at it like okay People that like Tony Gilroy probably went to watch Andor. Yeah. I think that's the standout. That's the exception, but does not prove the rule of... It, it never works. Because Star Wars is this big thing. And a lot of directors... I mean, that's why Ron Howard denied George Lucas when George Lucas approached him to direct some of the prequel trilogy. It was not George Lucas's plan to direct the whole trilogy. I think a lot of people, when they... Directors, when they look at something like a big budget film... It's not from the perspective of I'm doing this as a career move. Usually, if they're doing that, it's towards the end of their career. Mm-hmm. If you look at something like J.J. Abrams, like he's d- most of the best things that J.J. Abrams has done has been in the past. I don't think he's got something good going forward. He's peaked as a director, I think. In terms of what we know him as, and if you look at like, there's a Tony Gilroy has says like he does not want to continue doing Star Wars, which is why he said, I have an endpoint and I'm only going to do two seasons. Because if I did more than two seasons, I would be dead by the time it finished. Right. So there's another director who has an idea of where he wants to go, but not necessarily knows that he has very few projects in his future to do 
like he has in terms of the involvement that he has in, in Andor. Ryan Johnson, he did his story and then kind of left. And I don't think until he gets more towards the end of his career will he go back to his Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Because why would you, if you have the option as a director to do your own thing, why would you go and do someone else's thing no. where you do not have creative control to make a movie? I think this is a perfect opportunity for Star Wars to go in this very different direction where they can approach these smaller directors and say, hey, I heard you talking about online that you were in this interview that you love Star Wars and would love to do a Star Wars project. Like that's your dream project. They can be the creator of these iconic directors instead of bringing in these either directors that are iconic, but they already have their own things mm-hmm. or they're in like the later part of their career. I think they can start creating these directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like it gives them more control over the directors, too, if that's what they want. It really does. And they, it's like they're trying to rely on the director's name instead of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Disney needs to allow the brand of Star Wars to just let it be. Like, just mm-hmm. let that be enough. Like, it doesn't have to be these big, great names as long as we're getting good Star Wars stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does it matter? Because I think Disney wants Disney and Lucasfilm want to have their cake and eat it too. Of they course. want to have these big Star Wars or these big director names create Star Wars projects, but not create the Star Wars projects they want to do. Except somehow Tony Gilroy did it. Because I think it's just he's Tony Gilroy. He can do whatever the heck he wants to and people are gonna let him do it because he's so good. But if you look at something like Miller and Lord, where they have an idea for a Star Wars project with Solo and it goes in the direction that they Lucasfilm doesn't want it to go to, I think that's they they want to have these big names and get people in the door for, oh, I want to see what a Miller and Lord Star Wars project looks like. But Lucasfilm finds out very quickly that they don't like what a Miller and Lord Star Wars project looks like. <laughs> it's still surprising to me that with something like Star Wars, that the studio would have such rigidity. Mm-hmm. to it especially now that they what they've pretty much like booted george lucas out so it's like yeah. it could be anything could you know be. like why what what kind of law are they sticking to now mm-hmm. like <laughs> what's the point like yeah. i don't uh, mm-hmm. star wars always seems to run on like a bigger vision mm-hmm. and then yeah i mean that's what george lucas was he was yeah. the orchestrator of the right. whole story and then they find it. the passionate people to do it and it's mm-hmm. not it doesn't matter who it is as long as it's truly a good story you yeah. know like that's what makes star wars mm-hmm. and i think a lot of lucasfilm in this modern era is let's start with a director and then we'll figure out the story later mm-hmm. when they should start with the story and then find a director who's passionate about star wars and is going to bring their everything to make it the, be the best star wars they could or like i was saying earlier let them sit on their laurels and just let the people who yeah. have the passion and the story and the drive to mm-hmm. come to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what LucasArts did, is they had all these developers come to them with ideas for games, and they said yes or no. Mm-hmm. And we got a crap ton of Star Wars games. <laughs> Even if the studio wanted to come in and be like, this is our theme mm-hmm. for Star Wars now? Everything has to come under this kind of banner? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's still got to be a lot of people out there wanting to do something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. just... Another example of this is Sean Levy. 
who was one of the directors and producers and writers for Stranger Things. Mm. So he was he's become a much bigger thing with the Duffer Brothers. Like he's directed a few episodes. He's produced i think most of them so he's got his own career but he's also got stranger things and he's working on all these projects they've announced that he's going to bring a star wars project but he's so busy with his other things we probably won't see it until whenever ryan johnson's movie comes out because Mm -hmm. he's just as busy what are they doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) at least they aren't nuking the whole universe and starting over again true but I mean, arguably DC needed it. So Yeah, DC definitely needed it. This span of no movies has inspired and motivated Lucasfilm to create more movies. And I think mm-hmm. they're starting hopefully they're starting to realize that we can't just say, Hey, big name director, make this like they couldn't go to Martin Scorsese and be like, Hey, make a Star Wars thing. Right. Because they realize he's gonna make his own things. But if you arguably you could say Ryan Johnson is of the level of like a Martin Scorsese don't come at me film people this is just an example but if you look at him like martin scorsese is going to make his own thing if you look at ryan johnson he's going to make his own thing why would you expect ryan johnson to prioritize star wars if you wouldn't expect someone like martin scorsese or like i don't know tim burton or whatever to not make their own things Mm -hmm. find directors that are motivated to make star wars Mm -hmm. which i i think when you think of motivation to make a good Star Wars project, you can definitely look at the video games. Mm-hmm. Of the video games that we've gotten, um, it's it's rough. It's rough when you look at it. 2015 Battlefront, I loved, but it was lacking a lot of the, the things that people wanted it to. Battlefront 2 2017 was uh, a rocky launch, to say the least, but ultimately ended up being fantastic and one of the best Star Wars games, period. Star Wars Squadrons, while it was underprioritized. I still think it's a great game. I just wish it had a little bit more legs underneath it and was given the support it needed. And then you look at Jedi Fallen Order, which was the number one example of like what a Star Wars single player game could be made in the, in this new decade. And I think they did such a fantastic job with that. Story was great, but it came from a studio that said, "We want to make a Star Wars project. Can we make a Star Wars project?" And ultimately they said yes. And they wanted to make a Star Wars project on lightsabers and jedi and lucasfilm was like oh no we want you to make a a bounty hunter game and respawn was like we're going to make a jedi game or we won't make a game at all so you can either give us the license and we'll do it or we won't do it and we'll focus on apex more that's the kind of like if you're going to go for that's the kind of motivation you need you need people Mm -hmm. that are going to be strong and motivated to make a star wars project yeah and willing to just (laughs) Stick to your guns, stick to your lightsabers, Mm. and not be pushed around. And I feel like that's kind of, in a way, I mean, not to go back to like the directors and things, but like getting these big names, they're not going to want to be pushed around. No one wants to be pushed around. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their story, and we all need to be free to tell it. And the benefit (laughs) is on the video game side of things, there's a lot more freedom because Mm -hmm. Disney internally does not prioritize gaming as much as they probably should right because of how big gaming is they just say oh hey make some star wars games ea and they make four and that's it but now we're getting an opening of the license and looking forward we have jedi survivor coming up very soon in march which is going to be super fun we're look, really looking forward to it but we have more details around that Ooh. cameron monahan had some interviews and he dropped some really good details but, but first, 
how are you feeling about the game? Now we've gotten some time to let it sink in. We've watched the trailer a few more times. We had the discussion with Eckhart's Ladder directly mm-hmm. after the reveal. Like, mm-hmm. There's been a lot going on, but how are you feeling about the game? I mean, I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks pretty heavy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't feel like we've gotten a whole lot, honestly. Like We don't have a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lots of bits and pieces and the feeling towards the game mm-hmm. or what the game's going to feel mm-hmm. like. They, they, I think they struck gold when they got Cameron Monaghan and they went with the direction of Cal Castus. Oh. He is such a unique character. He's, I would say he's like the new Luke Skywalker. Mm. Like he's got a very interesting past and history that we see with like Fallen Order. He's got that hope and understanding and want to like grow the idea of what Jedi are. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it, honestly. Yeah. And just just knowing that it's Respawn that's making it, they put the time in, they delayed it internally, and they said, hey, we're going to release this when it's ready. It's, I think it's going to be good. But on that front, we have uh, an interview with Cameron Monaghan, and he says this, quote, Cal's worldview is starting to shift as well. Desperate times are calling for desperate measures, and it becomes very difficult for him to even understand what it is that he is fighting to protect or where he should go. You have the Empire rapidly expanding and very aggressively doing so, and expanding to even the smallest and furthest reaches of this galaxy. And I think that from his perspective, going from planet to planet and seeing just an increasingly desperate situation must be very, very lonely. I can imagine that that would definitely weigh on someone. Cal's more mature, more rugged, and he's been weathered by time and by situation. That much is clear. Yeah. (laughs) He's still a pretty young man, but I actually think that he would look a bit older than what he actually is because he's been through a lot. And that was something that I wanted to be reflected in performance as well, that you see he's still a young soul, but also there's a weight beyond his years. And there's a wisdom and self-awareness to him that I think is interesting. But you have to be a little bit of a scoundrel at some times to get by in the world. You have to be a little bit roguish and you have to know when to fight back and how to do it. IGN asked Monaghan if there was any hope for Cal to get personally or for Cal to personally get a happy ending to this story. Quote, it depends on what you define as happy ending, right? He replied, if you affect change that is meaningful and if you are able to accomplish the things you set out to do, I think that is in some way satisfying or meaningful. One of the interesting things that we're doing with the exploration of the Jedi is what it means to be on the light side of the force, especially when you have situations that are increasingly more desperate and increasingly difficult and don't necessarily have a right answer. So that's that's a lot of like, oh mm-hmm. man, we're going to get a heavy, heavy story here. It's going to be emotional like I, we're probably gonna cry uh probably. watching it or probably. playing through it he's also said that the why we didn't see the mantis crew is uh if i can remember this quote correctly it's uh as as you go forward you uh you have like friendships that go in and out and there's been some struggles in the background around that and yeah so apparently oh, no. there's been some some inner turmoil when it comes to the Mantis crew, as we see that uh, Seer is on her own, and um, we could probably assume Grease and um, Marin are also heading their own separate paths. Because I think this is this is set five years after Jedi Fallen Order. That's sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be very interested to see where the story goes, especially in the in the book. So I think that's going to give us a lot of good information about where the Mantis crew is. Mm. 
um, what happens. I assume they're going to get into that in the book. According to the, the according to Amazon and its listing, it's going to come out March seventh. Hmm. Okay. So it's going to be ten days before the book. We're going to have yeah. to. We're going to have to pound that book in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get it. Um, I'll probably get it the audio book. Yeah. And maybe the um, physical version too, mm-hmm. so we can put it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a lot to unpack here. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm scared for my heart now. Like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I. I, I definitely am concerned with the, uh, is there going to be a happy ending for this story? Because mm-hmm. I hope that we get more than just two in the Jedi series. Yeah. I hope we get Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor, and then like one more game at least. So I love this universe that they're building as Respawn. I love that they're getting to explore a single player game and campaign in Star Wars. Having this canon story and bringing in some really like interesting and unique perspectives. I wonder how real they're going to get with this game because mm-hmm. it's feeling really real to me right now. Yeah. Cause, like, <laughs> we're dealing with friendships dissolving mm-hmm. and like the helplessness of an, the Empire, like overtaking everything. And yeah. like, whew. well, I think you have to in this time period because this is the, it's set in the t- same time period as Obi Wan is mm-hmm. the show. We see a definitely a, run down emotionally um obi-wan there and it's just it's a really dark time because the jedi lost right period and what do you look like when you have hope that there is hope and you want to fight for what you believe is right and want the future of the jedi and to continue continue fighting this big force that is the empire mm-hmm. i find his <laughs> commitment to the character a little daunting like <laughs> i don't know I, he loves the character just hearing him talk about like i want to give him this like weight on his shoulders that makes him like wise beyond his years but to keep that youthfulness still in there but mm-hmm. the, the like all of this is so like yikes like whoa like yeah thank you also, I'm scared now. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just this whole game is is just feeling so real, and I, mm-hmm. it makes me emotionally nervous because <laughs> I know when things are super real, like you 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 just you see what's coming, and you see yeah. like they're not gonna pull any punches here. Like, so what you're saying is you need to emotionally prepare yourself when we stream it on you, our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. I need to have mm-hmm. tissues. Off oh, yeah. camera, but yeah. really close by. Because, uh-huh. oh man. <laughs> Have like a, a quick, we'll be right back see. Uh-huh. Hang on. <laughs> okay, now that we're back from bawling our eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a journey. And mm-hmm. there's no talk about a third one yet? Not so far. Mm. I, hope, I hope there is a third one. I hope that we get to see more Cal because I think he's such a, a good character. Cameron obviously enjoys playing him. Um, he's a, he's definitely talked about wanting uh, Cal to become um, go into the live action sphere. Mm-hmm. So I definitely could see that happening as well. Like there's a lot that could be there, and uh, I I'm hopeful. Yeah, that may bite me in the butt. I I would be surprised if they. I mean, don't make the a third first one. game was the best selling single player game. EA has had and it sold I think like 10 million copies in the first like few months 
and it's sold more than that. I think they're nearing like 20 or 30 million or something like that. Yeah, you would like think. they've sold a lot of this game. I don't think they're going to turn that out, turn mm-hmm. that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you would think that they'll still mm-hmm. make it. It's EA. Play. If it's popular and it makes money, they're going to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. And I mean, Cameron seems to be like the guy on the spot in the spotlight so he it seems like he would have mentioned something like this is the end (laughs) maybe i don't know i I hope they leave it open yeah darth sidious arguably one of the strongest sith ever to have lived was at one point in life an ambitious kid with deep desires for art wisdom history and a particular philosophy this is palpatine's origin story On the highly political planet of Naboo, Palpatine grew up in a wealthy family known as the House of Palpatine. The family was considered quite conservative and their idealism was not liked by many. However, they had grown significantly wealthy from their political position. Palpatine, however, stood out compared to the rest of the family. At an early age, he realized that he had powers that no one else in the family had. These powers were a connection to the Force. Throughout Palpatine's life, he distanced himself from the family and was considered a unique but distasteful addition, especially by his father, who tried to keep him in the education of his political narrative. And although Palpatine was highly politically interested, he had a significantly different political point of view. He also believed the family was a failure. He thought that they could use their political position for something better, grow wealthier throughout the modern galaxy, and more importantly, become more powerful. With his ties to the Force and his obsession with power, Palpatine found an increasing interest in the ancient Sith philosophy and its history. With his family's money, he secretly acquired old artifacts of the Sith, which he would study and record. Through his many discoveries, he realized the path of the dark side was the natural direction for him to follow, to gain absolute power something that he had always strived for. He then crafted his own set of morals and ethics that he would live by, dismissing the norms of morality. Eventually, during his studies at Theda University on Naboo, he caught the attention of Higo Damask, secretly known as Darth Plagueis. Damask recognized the significant power and potential within Palpatine and decided that he was going to test him to see if he was worthy. After growing a secret, professional relationship with Palpatine, who at the time grew increasingly fond of the Sith, Damask had the young boy fully embrace the dark side by removing those closest to him, just like the ancient Sith would often do to earn their right to power. Palpatine murdered his family and eventually sought counsel with Higo Damask, who later revealed his true nature as a Sith Lord. With this new revelation, it didn't take long before Palpatine bent his knee and offered his service and loyalty to Plagueis. Palpatine, within the Order of the Sith, was then recognized as the infamous Sidious and the apprentice of Darth Plagueis the Wise. With that, let us know your thoughts. Uh, What are we going to see with Cal Kestis next? Where do you want the story to go? And what are your thoughts around the directors of Star Wars? And who who do you want to see directing a Star Wars movie that could actually direct a Star Wars movie? Uh, let us know in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube or contact at uplinkpodcast.com or at Star Wars Uplink, wherever you find podcasts online. 
um, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Hive Social, all the places you can check us out there. As always, you can listen to this podcast wherever you find podcasts. And, as always, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you.